ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Well, good evening, everybody. Or good morning. One minute until showtime. As is the case for most of you tuning in, it is morning time in America. We're right on time, and we're going to get our first guest on. We're going to be having today uh, four shows. And we're going to start off with Robert Avila. I'm dialing him right now, so stand by. Here we go. Invite a friend to tune in. Trent. A great program today. All shows are put up in the archives over to MegamanRadio.com, so be sure and check that out. Let's do a sound check. Robert, how are you doing? Absolutely fantastic, Shannon. All right, my friend. Welcome back. And welcome, everyone. This is a live program. Today is Thursday, September 7th, 2023. We've got this next hour together, Robert. We'll get started. You want to open us in prayer? Your show will go live in right five seconds. Hang on. Four, <laughs> three, two, one. Oh, great and mighty King, you, Father, are beyond wonderful. We praise your great name, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you are with us. We praise you, Lord, for this opportunity to talk about you, to share the messages that you have given us, Almighty God. And we praise your name, Father. May you be glorified forever. For to you belong the riches and the glory and the power and the strength and the praise forever. Amen. Amen to that. Okay, Shannon, I've... Welcome. Yep. And the mic is yours. All right. Thank you. So uh, on August 14th, the last time I, w- I was a guest here, um, I shared this dream about uh, there was a war with China and then Russia suddenly attacked. And the, the dreams I'm going to share right now uh, build on that. So one of the next dreams I had uh, was this dream about peanuts and it's a very simple dream it starts off there's this business office and these men in suits are brainstorming well how do we get more peanuts and this guy says well I, I have one idea we could uh, buy it directly from China but instead of shipping to a middleman or a distribution point we just ship it from there directly to the customer and everybody agrees this is a great idea. And so this is what they're going to go with. And uh, they give this guy an award. He gets honors within their office. So now the dream goes and shows why there is a high demand for peanuts. And what's happening is, is that there's a new disease in the world. And people have decided that peanuts help people to recover from disease. And so everyone's buying peanuts. And there's a, there's a shortage in the marketplace of peanuts. And so now business people are looking. And the dream also explained that people who had invested in businesses that dealt with peanuts, those people made a lot of money. That stocks, stock prices in peanuts uh, went up. I don't know what exactly that means. That's somebody who makes peanut butter, somebody who sells peanuts, packages peanuts, planters, nuts company, I don't know. But but people who had stock in such companies made a lot of money. So I looked it up 
I thought, well, why would they want peanuts? And what I found is that peanuts are actually one of the highest foods with zinc. So you can get a lot of zinc in there. Now, many, many years ago, I read this study. It was done in Israel, and they determined that if you, if someone had a viral infection and you used a protocol that included zinc and magnesium, you would reduce their the typical duration from six or seven days down to three or four days, and somebody would be fully recovered, able to return to work. So zinc and magnesium. And if you recall, uh, during COVID, there were several doctors who experimented with their patients. They prescribed a protocol called Z-Pack, and it involved a lot of zinc. So zinc apparently is effective in um, bringing people back to full health once they get some kind of viral sickness. So this was the cause. People wanted peanuts because they wanted zinc. And another thing in zinc is vitamin E. They're high in vitamin E. So vitamin E, your body uses this molecule uh, to help build T cells. And T cells are the ones that are uh, built specifically to attack a very particular antigen, such as a spike protein or some other uh, spike on a on a new or yet as yet unknown virus. So the body creates them once it realizes there is a foreign invader. It creates specific T cells, so it creates these warrior death machines to go out and <laughs> kill the invading virus. And the vitamin E helps that. So this reminded me, of course, uh, years ago, more than a decade ago. I had this dream, and it was an American battlefield. There are these two men. They're at best militia, but they're private citizens, not in uniform. And they see um, across this stretch of battlefield, it's like a, the, <clears throat> a, a barren kind of a place, like a wilderness, maybe the desert, Chaparral, maybe in Texas or SoCal. And uh, these guys spot this uh, downed American jet fighter. And they say, ah, oh, all the pilots carry a jar of cashew butter. We should go get that. And one guy says, no, 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 that's crazy to run across this long open space. He said, you get killed for sure. It's a guarantee. He said, no way we're doing that. It's not worth it. And the other guy says, it's cashew butter. And the other guy says, all right, what we'll do is we'll wait for night and then we'll go. And I just, for years, I never understood. I thought, why would anybody risk his life for cashew butter like <laughs> why would you do that now it's starting to make sense if people are dying and you need zinc and vitamin e and other essential minerals then that's one of the nuts that is very high in, in these so it's almonds cashews and peanuts are all very high in vitamin e and zinc uh, also pumpkin seeds and they have a lot of magnesium which is also good Oh, actually, the Israeli study was magnesium and zinc. I'm sorry. I think I said, maybe I said that wrong, but it's magnesium and zinc. And you can get a lot of magnesium in pumpkin seeds and in anything that's green, right? The magnesium is what gives plants their green color. There's a lot of magnesium in chlorophyll. Okay. So uh, in the next scene of the dream, or oh, actually, this is another night, I, I, uh, a couple of dreams in one night. Uh, so this is from August 22nd, and the dream starts off, there's some kind of a food shortage, and these two young men come and visit their friend. Now, the friend they're visiting, this guy, he's basically a pacifist. 
he's against war. He, he, do, he doesn't like the army. He's not a, a violent guy. And um, he, he doesn't want to join the military or anything like that. Uh, he's against war, against killing. But his friends come and say, listen, there's no food. Uh, there's no food anywhere. But the army eats every day. Like they have food. So let's go join the army and we'll be fed. And this pacifist, he thinks about it and he thinks, well, our country is strong. We have a, a strong nation. So nobody would want to go to war with us. So, yeah, it should be okay. So he joins up so that he can eat because he's just hungry all the time. And the next scene shows him in uniform on a battlefield. <laughs> uh, except the scene was clearly World War One. The uniform was World War One, and he had – I had to look this up, but actually, yeah, there, there were men that were using halberds. Like this guy just had a halberd, a long pike, like a long pole with a pike on the end, right, a steel spear tip, and it has like a curved hook back on it. Like that's what this guy had. So apparently the idea was if someone appeared at the top of your trench, you could grab him with the hook and pull him down, and then your comrades could uh, – you know, make quick work of him with some bayonets and swords. But that's what this guy had. Like, that was his weapon. And he was at war, and he, he didn't want to fight at all. And his trench was even flooded. Like, So that, the reason God has shown me this, and I looked it up. Like, there there were, in fact, uh, a kind of famine before World War One. So the British, and, I, and this is something I never read in my, you know, high school history textbook, or in college either, for that matter. And... The, the English had an embargo against Germany starting from 1914, and they were effectively reducing by about a third all food imports to Germany. And then in the winter of 1917, uh, it's called the turnip winter, a lot of the food crops perished, especially the turnips. And so there became a food shortage in Germany. So this is the kind of thing that tend to precede global wars, is a food shortage. So this dream is showing that, that before things start to kick off, there's going to be a food shortage. Okay, so now the next scene is the, the real message that I want to deliver. This is uh, such a powerful message. So in the dream, it starts off that I'm in New York City. I'm on the street. And I don't know what was happening, but it was a celebration. Somebody won, I don't know, the Super Bowl, or it was the 4th of July, or I don't know. But everybody was out in the street in groups, ebullient, laughing, telling jokes, ribbing each other, and just walking in groups, laughing, focusing on themselves and their friends. And I'm walking with my father. Now, in my dreams, when I'm with my father, it means God, because... It, and this is so wonderful to me because, you know, and intellectually you tend to think like, yes, God is our father symbolically, you know, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's who we're talking about, Jehovah, the great I am. But in my dreams, it's not like there's none of that. He's my father. And that's, I want, you to under, I want people to understand like that is your true relationship with God. He is your father like it's that closeness that affection that relationship he's your father right so i'm with my father and we're walking through the streets and he says i'm going to take you to uh 
uh, a great party. Come with me. So I follow him through the streets. We're weaving between the crowds. And then in the next scene, I'm on some flat level of a really tall building. So the building like reduces in dimension and then go rises again. But part, but the part that doesn't rise is now this kind of a rooftop shaped like an L and there's a big party going on there. And I'm there <clears throat> with him. And then I notice he's gone and I look up and I see him at an even higher level. So I have to climb up there, but I don't use the elevator or anything. I climb up this ladder on the outside of the building uh, so I'm not really supposed to be there, but I get there. And so when I get there, there's some people stop me. They say, well, uh, who are you? You you shouldn't be here. And I say, well, no, trust me, I'm supposed to be here. And they say, well, uh, do you have a ticket? I said, I said, no, I don't have a ticket. Where can I get one? They said, oh, you would have one if you, you were supposed to have one. And I said, oh, you know, I don't have one. So I, I keep getting stopped, but everyone that stops me, Somehow they just let me by anyway. And this is like part of the, a series of miracles that happens. And I end up inside this huge space where this private group is having their celebration. And I don't know. I've never seen this group before, but they're all wearing green jackets with these big brass buttons. And they have like a shoulder epaulets with gold trim around the edges. And... I'm walking through there, and some of the wait staff stopped and said, hey, you're not supposed to be here. Like, who are you? What are you doing here? And I said, well, actually, I am supposed to be here. Uh, I, I'm just not sure yet. Well, I, and then this uh, head waitress arrives, and she says, what's going on here? They said, well, this guy is here. He's not supposed to be here. And she looks at me. She says, well, what is it that you want? And I said, well, can you take me to the top person in charge of all of this? Can you take me to see that person? She said, yeah, follow me. So I follow her, and she, she walks real fast like a professional waitress, and I have to jog a bit. But we get over to the far side of this uh, big – it looks like a dining room of a, a fancy um, restaurant. And there's this uh, private booth with a, with a table and some fancy leather chairs. And sleeping on one of these chairs is this guy. And she wakes him up, and she says, she says sir, there's a man here to see you. Uh, he is the son of a famous man, a member of a of a powerful family. And so here she's saying, this is a son of God. Like, that's what she's telling him. This is a son of God. And so the man wakes up. He says, oh, okay. Uh, and he points me, he invites me to have a seat. So I sit across from him. And I just tell him, I say, um, uh, sir, my name is Robert Avila. And th this is really interesting to me because I think this is maybe the third time I've heard my name actually spoken in a dream. And I say, I'm here because since I was a boy, I have known the future. And I am going to tell you what the future holds, a great war. God has sent me here to tell you of this great war. And I am here to tell you about it and what must be done in order to stop it. Now, at this point, there's a, a table nearby now, all these people who are in this club with these jackets, they're very old. I'm going to say octogenarians, at least. Uh, white hair, uh, the, the, the thinner type of person, you know, moves maybe a little slower. And um, this woman says, um, what did he say? Like, very loud. There's a, there's a gentleman seated across from her at her table. She says, what did he say? And he's, he yells back, he said, a great war. And she says, oh, a great war. Okay. And um, 
they say it so loudly that several other people st- approach because they, they start to gather around. They want to hear what's being said. And I realize, aha, this is God doing this. He wants these people to come and hear this message. And I say, it begins with a massive surprise attack by Russia. This first attack will wipe out all command centers and all communications centers. They will target and try to eliminate all missile defense as well. And by this time, there's like a a large crowd of people uh, starting to gather around. And I think to myself, like, okay, um, the reason I'm telling all these people is because these people uh, will have influence. Like, they're probably the heads of different organizations. They're probably in different organizations. They have a lot of connections. And I say, and I understand that at the end of this, of everything I'm saying, I'm going to say, to end this war, all men must repent and turn to God. Like, that's the denouement of this whole uh, telling. And I, and I understand, like, once this prophecy comes to pass, once this attack is laid, these people will understand this message was from God. And now we understand what must be done. We have to tell everyone, repent of your sins and turn to God. Okay. And then I tell him, I say, people think that Russia has depleted its resources, but this is a ruse. China is helping them, and they are secretly building up massive stockpiles to prepare for this attack. So at at that point, I woke up. And that is this message, and I believe other people have have heard sim, have received similar warnings that it's all a deception. And in my thirty years of dreams, God has shown me many times that they have all this secret technology in reserve, that they have huge amounts of gold in reserve, that they are preparing for war. They they've been preparing for war for decades. I believe. That even the Holodomir, when they starved to death uh, 12 to 13 million people, resulting in a net loss today of 30 million people. If you start counting, using statistics, how many people should have been born, including uh, babies that were not born during the Holodomir years because their mothers were too malnourished to carry to full term. So that's basically, that's basically the current population of Ukraine. So in the 1930s, Russia preparing for a war that was 90 years in the future, because it's all laid out, it's on timelines, it's plotted by these Satanists. An individual Satanist and a Satanist family, they they plan out his life from birth, from his early age, what he's going to do, if he's going to be a lawyer or a doctor or a politician, what cities he's going to be in, everything. They plan it all out. And they've planned out all of these wars and everything else as well. And that's what that that is my belief that that is the purpose of the Holodomir when they starved all of the Ukrainians, but not the other regions that Russia controlled, not Poland, not Eastern Germany, not Kazakhstan, Chechnya, Georgia, none of those other places. Only Ukraine. They starved, blocked the food. Okay. <clears throat> so. Now, on September 5th, I had this dream. 
There's a war underway. It's in the United States. People are joining the army uh, and it's conscription. So there's this one group, they've recently been conscripted and they're starting to get a feel for military life and following orders and living in a cramped space that you have to clean meticulously yourself. And there are these three guys who are good friends and associated with them is one young woman about their age, except she's very not into being in the military. She complains about everything. Oh, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And finally one day she says, you know what? I'm going to run off. These guys can't tell me what to do. I'll do whatever I want. (laughs) And so she does. She deserts the army and runs. And then the scene moves forward to a new time. They've been in the military for a while, these three guys, and they're getting along and they're finding their place in their unit. And one of these guys who was kind of the more gregarious kind of natural leader of their little trio is walking and he sees that girl who deserted and she is in basically I'll call it a working party but it's kind of like a chain gang like they don't have any choice they can't leave if they want they don't get to go home at night and her clothes are very dirty she's dirty she's quite thin and all she's doing is just cleaning outside this building And she has this supervisor who's this very small woman and just really mean. So she's abusing them, abusing all the people under her authority. And this guy sees that and he thinks, well, you know, I knew her. And and she's not arrogant anymore either. I don't know what happened to her. A dream doesn't show. But now she looks afraid all the time. Uh, Timid. She's been cowed somehow. Broken. So he says, well, I'm, I have a piece of bread. I'm going to sneak her this piece of bread because he sees that she's thin, looking hungry. So he gets outside and he finds her and waves her over to a place between two columns of, on the outside of this building. And he goes to give her the bread. But the little short woman sees it, runs over and gets real angry and things like this. And I don't know exactly what's said, but it ends with, with this soldier leaning down into the short woman's face and just saying, you know, she said, it's my job to watch over her and I protect her and I'm responsible for her, not you. You don't give her bread. I, I tell her when she eats. And he looks over and he leans in her face. He says, you couldn't protect a chicken from a mouse. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. But um, so this and this is something that I've seen in other uh, dreams and visions is that when the war comes, there's a surprise attack and suddenly just. All these numbers of people get conscripted, called up. First, of course, they're looking for um, individual, uh, the Ready Reserve, the National Guard, um, but they also go after like the ROTC and things like this. And then they just start getting uh, Joe and Jane public, uh, just pulling people off the street. I don't know how they will do it if there will be a lottery system like in Vietnam, but they just start grabbing as many people as they can and putting them in. And one dream even showed me that there's an issue with the fitness and health of the American young people that um, they have real serious health issues that make them unfit for combat, unfit to serve even in support roles in combat. So, and that is part of the war that, that the enemy has been waging against Christian Europe and Christian America, Christian 
uh, Great Britain, Australia, New Zealand, all the Christian locations for decades already, poisoning the food, making fast food uh, dominant and convenient. And that stuff just kills all the uh, the flora, the, the beneficial flora in your gastrointestinal system. And those flora, when they break down food, produce certain molecules that your body uses. So now your body doesn't have those molecules and it can't do all the functions it needs or it has a reduced amount. So it can't do things as well or to the, the optimum level of efficiency. And so you start to feel more fatigued all the time. Maybe some sickness uh, catches you and your immune system doesn't defeat it before you're aware that something uh, attacked you. They've been attacking the health of Americans. Americans are such overweight people for no reason at all. It is by design. Ah, Holy Spirit's reminding me of this story. When I was living in Philadelphia, people were talking about um, the benefits of a macrobiotic diet or a vegetarian diet or just of eating more whole grains and vegetables. And, and they talked, someone told me about this study that the U.S. government had done. They went out and they took a bunch of third graders and tested their intelligence level. And then they took away from their diet and 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 not they they're not controlling what they're eating for breakfast and dinner only the school lunch out of the school lunch they removed every form of artificial coloring and artificial flavoring or artificial something or other and then they tested them after 3 months and instead of being 3 months smarter they had advanced on average 3 grade levels so they were testing at the levels of the fifth and sixth graders who were still eating the artificial foods and calories. And so people were asking, like, well, after they did this, why didn't they then remove artificial food, artificial flavoring and colors from all food for children or even from all the food on the store shelves all across the U.S.? Why didn't they do that? And it took me a couple decades. <laughs> it took me a while, I don't know, 15 years to figure out. No, they weren't testing to see how they could improve the diet. They were testing to see how well their program was working. How well what they they didn't discover that they could bend, they could make people smarter by removing those things. They discovered that because they've been putting those things in food for a great number of years already, they had dumbed down American students two to three grade levels. That's what they were testing. <laughs> they don't want to make things better for us. They wanted to make them worse. It's part of the design. And there have been other studies as well. Uh, another study, that they did a big study in uh, Portuguese prisons. They actually, some proponents of the macrobiotic diet, which is a diet where you eat a lot of natural grain, whole grains, not uh, white rice, for example. You'd eat brown rice. Uh, you eat a lot of buckwheat and things like this. And then you eat uh, some vegetables and you avoid extreme foods that uh, are very acidic or uh, very uh, basic. So the idea is that you want to keep a balance of your pH system. And there's great arguments for that because uh, most people who have cancer have a very low body pH. And there was an Italian doctor who showed that just by raising the body pH, he could cure people of cancer. 
so <clears throat> this macrobiotic they took into this prison inside Portugal, and these were the most violent prisoners in all of Portugal. They regularly had riots and fights and shivving attacks and things like this. So they start giving these people a full macrobiotic diet, whole grain oatmeal for breakfast, whole grain uh, brown and wild rice, vegetables, a lot of things like this. Every now and then, a piece of white fish, you know. And these people become the best behaved prison in all of Portugal. <laughs> From the absolute worst to the absolute best. And how they do it? Diet. Only diet. So diet has a huge effect on us. There have been many studies that show that what uh, many doctors started diagnosing in the 70s and 80s as attention deficit disorder is really a problem with too much sugar. Um, another thing Holy Spirit showed me last month, uh, not in a lot of detail in this dream, but it just showed me that the real problem with corn syrup is not that it's made but is something that they add to it before it is distributed. So maybe corn syrup could be a perfectly natural, fine uh, product to use, but they do something to it. What they do, he didn't show me or tell me, but he said that they do something to it. And then there was this um, uh, YouTube, Troy Black, this young guy. He has a huge following. I don't understand why, but um, he gave this prophetic message this week and he was saying that god told him he said it's in everything uh sugar and there's some problem with sugar that they want people to eat sugar for some reason and he said that um they're lying about how much sugar and where the sugar is and it's really interesting to me because i had decided to um well actually, i had a very good reason to cut sugar from my diet recently and i just learned that it's difficult to find a product without sugar. I wanted to buy some sun-dried tomatoes to put in a sa in salad. I want I need to eat more salad. And um, guess what? There's like eight brands in this market I was in, and one of them didn't have sugar. Or didn't have sugar in the ingredients. This guy said that they're lying about sugar. So who even knows anymore? But that brings me back to a message Holy Spirit gave me a long time ago, which is, before you buy a food product, before you eat it, pray, Lord, is it safe for me to buy this? Is it safe for me to eat this? And listen, and if you pray over one product in February, that doesn't mean it's still going to be good in March. So uh, the war is on, they're attacking our health, and they have other things planned. So because they have this war planned, it's not going to be an accident or a surprise or somebody's going to say the wrong thing and that's going to start the whole kerfuffle. No, nah, it's all planned. Uh, what they're going to blame it on is planned. Everything is planned. Okay. So <clears throat> I have a couple other things to talk about here. Uh, you know what I want to talk about is this um, recently this old video from 2013. So it's 10 years old, and it's about a vision I received in 1998. Uh, it's becoming really popular. It's like my third most popular video right now. I, and I have like 551 videos on YouTube. So <clears throat> it starts off 
there's a coastal community and there's a young Chinese boy. He's working with his grandmother and they are working in a garden, which is also interesting because it kind of suggests that maybe this is some of that food shortage thing. People are growing their own food locally. Um, but anyway, the dream shows his thoughts. And what he's thinking is, is that he recently gave his life to Jesus. Like he, he accepted Jesus and now he knows Jesus and it's, it's a great joy for him. And he's thinking, I have a younger brother and I need to tell him about Jesus. Like I need to get him uh, on board. And this is what he's thinking as he's hoeing in this garden with grandma. And they look up and they see coming across the sea, um, so a couple of rowboats and the rowboats land on the beach and a bunch of Chinese soldiers come out, and they just start grabbing all of the men, including this boy who's only about 13. And they're putting them all in the boat. They grab some old men, maybe as old as 60, full head of white hair, grab them all, everybody. These, these early teens to seniors, they're putting them in the ship, but only the men. Of course, the women are screaming and crying. Other people are holding them back. The children don't understand what's happening. And <clears throat> they put them all on these boats, and then they start rowing them out. And then as they row out, the scene shows that there are some warships out there. They're taking them out to the warships. And then beyond them, there are already a bunch of other ships. And then the scene advances, and it just shows... If you were standing back at the far tip of a peninsula or something and all you could see left to right was a horizon of the ocean, that horizon is covered all the way from the far left all the way to the far right <coughs> with ships of every type, um, giant shipping vessels, uh, oil tankers, fishing trawlers sailboats, catamarans, private yachts, um, Chinese naval warships, everywhere, just covering the horizon, all sailing away from China. The next scene shows all of this, shows this young boy again, and he's in another group, and they have weapons, and they're going through an American city. <clears throat> but this city has been raised the dream didn't show what happened to it. And I've seen this same effect in other dreams about the fighting inside America as well. Something happens. Just here, I'm feeling this thing. Don't let this message create any kind of fear in you. God is letting you know what's happening in advance that you can prepare yourself mentally, that you can prepare yourself physically, and that you can do what you need to do, which is to draw near to God so that when a city gets flattened, you will be far from there. Okay. Listen, I was in Kiev when it was invaded, but God told me three years before the invasion to move further to the West. He gave me the name of a specific city and that city has, it's been attacked, but it has received the lightest attacks for a city of any significant size of, of any other city in Ukraine. And it was attached because there was an airfield there and a big oil storage. So they hit that. But um, that city has been a very safe place for anyone who lived there. And God even told me, like, that's where you need to go. So don't, don't worry about things. All right. God has you. And in the weeks before Russia came, 
God started sending me dreams. This is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to provide this. This is how it's going to go for you. And every single thing he showed me, he provided. He came through on every promise. And that's God's promise to all of his children, all of us. Uh, I know your needs before you even ask. But, you know, still ask. (laughs) Oh, great and mighty king, we pray, Lord, that no matter what the enemy has prepared, that uh, you will warn us in advance, that you will bring, a, bring us through whatever challenges they, they, they lob at us, uh, that you'll bring us through unscathed in, in fitness and in health. And we thank you, Almighty King, that we know that you have plans for us. And we pray, Lord, that we will be respectful in and, and receiving those. And uh, we thank you even in advance, Lord, that you have preparations for us. So, so don't worry, my friends. Uh, God has a plan. And I can give you my testimony that it's absolutely true. Okay? So... Yes, the general order that things are going to come is going to be going to look something like this. A food shortage, a global food shortage will start. Now, places like Russia, I don't know if you know this, but Russia, half of all food production, half, 50 percent in Russia is private gardens. A lot of food is grown in backyards and all the former Soviet states are, are similar. In Ukraine, uh, we, we bought a lot of our food from old babushkas selling it on the street. They take the train in from the villages, and they set up, and you can get really good carrots and eggs and beets and things from the babushkas just selling vegetables on the street. So uh, they're not going to have a very tough time of it. In the United States, on the other hand, gardens are extremely uncommon, especially in the large cities. Okay, so... The enemy has prepared themselves to do well and us to do not so well. For years, they've been intentionally uh, making women infertile, giving people reasons not to try to have children. Oh, you should have a career first. All the Hollywood movies have been saying for 50 years, right? So people have fewer and fewer children. Uh, They spread drugs and drug users uh, become infertile. They can't, if they get pregnant, they don't carry the child to term. Right? So you have fewer and fewer live births, and the population of Christian nations dwindles. All right? So this is the, the war is diverse. Uh, their war is uh, unkind, merciless, inhuman, all kinds of wicked things they've been up to. But guess what? God has a plan as well. There's a scripture that says, out of the, the greatest darkness— a, a, a great light will shine, right? It's a reference to Jesus, but it's also true that uh, in life, when there's hardship, we turn to God. I was thinking of this, um, uh, what is it? Uh, adversity is the mother of invention, they say. But it's more true than that is that adversity is the mother of prayer. In my life, when the enemy has come against me, oh boy, did I turn to prayer. And I pray more nowadays knowing that you know the enemy is always lurking around. The devil's lurking around for whom he might devour. But I know that my God knows he can't fool my father. So I put my trust there, and I pray, and I listen, and I ask questions. Ask questions, my friend. Ask questions, because God, he knows the answer, and he is able to tell you. So there starts some kind of a food shortage. 
And then somehow war with China happens. Almost certainly it's going to be as Dimitri Dudeman warned us that it will start over Taiwan, that China will attack Taiwan and the United States will be uh, drawn into a war in Asia. This is something I, Holy Spirit has shown me many times. Then at some point, uh, the conscriptions start. But I, I think the, the, the great bulk of that starts after Russia attacks. Then there comes this internal struggle. I believe that, the, that most likely at this point, the Occupy people, the BLM people, Antifa now align with this new uh, QT plus LMNOP uh, rainbow flag with triangular something on it. Those people are allying themselves with BLM and Antifa. That group is going to start some kind of a riot. Now, they have been conditioning disenfranchised people within the United States to go ahead and rebel and ignore the rule of law. Right now, the California Senate is considering a bill to make it a crime to stop a shoplifter. If you're the security guard paid to protect the store, if you're a random good Samaritan, some guy running out with a canvas military canvas sack filled with stolen electronic goods and salamis, you can't stop that guy. $18,000 fine. That's their proposal. That's what's on the table. That's what they're considering. And you know how they work. If they don't get it the first time, they get it the second time. But they, when George Soros was funding the BLM riots, if they got arrested, he paid for them. They were out the same day. Right? He paid their bail. So they're learning like there's no consequences for my action. They're conditioning these people to do riots. And I think that that uh, communism, what Dimitri Dudeman said, would be communism, but by a different name. I think we already see the shadows of what's going to do this. So they're going to start some kind of internal struggle. Uh, some prophets have said that uh, it starts because they take away the government entitlements. And so people start writing for entitlements. But somehow there's an internal struggle by the spirit of communism, which is a spirit of Satan and Lucifer, starts the United States and the U.S. focuses inward. And so obviously this, that, because the Holy Spirit is showing, there's already also going on war with China. And then Russia suddenly attacks. And then comes the forced conscriptions. So this is kind of a short timeline of some important events leading up to this. So when you start seeing things happen, when the food shortage starts becoming more real, when Taiwan gets invaded, understand, okay, this is what's going to happen, but it's all right. You know, I just need to tune in to my father. I need to listen to what he's telling me, and I need to obey it. And if you do uh, better than me, uh, I expect it will go much better for you. Uh, it, it, as far as concerns, you know, obedience. Um, but listen, uh, I have had uh, a place to sleep every night. I've had food every day. Like, I haven't gone without. And, you know, I, I want to thank a lot of people who have been uh, supporting my wife and I while we've been in Sweden. Uh, your donations are, are greatly appreciated. Okay, so I've been saying draw near to God and put your trust in God. Now I want to do some praying with y'all. So, and these prayers are designed, these are prayers actually that um, the Holy Spirit gave me. So number one, uh, don't delay to produce fruit. This little Chinese boy, he was thinking, I need to tell my younger brother, but it's too late for him. 
suddenly he was gone, separated from his brother, because his brother wasn't old enough. So now who's going to tell him about Jesus, right? So don't delay to produce fruit. If there's somebody that you love, that you care about, they've backslid, they've fallen away, uh, we're going to go to war for them right now, you and me. Oh, great and mighty King, I pray. I'm going to pray for my loved ones. I'm going to pray for your loved ones. You pray for your people. If you're listening live, if you're listening to the recording, the playback, just pray. We're praying with you. Oh, great and mighty King, we praise your name forever, Lord. And we ask you, Father, to extend your hand of mercy, Lord, your hand of generosity, of lavish giving over the lives of our friends, past, present, and future, of our family, our loved ones, Lord, our spouses, our immediate, our core family, especially, Lord, but our extended family as well. We ask you, Lord, to send angels, Father, to destroy every work of the enemy against their lives. With the authority given us by Jesus Christ, received it from you, Father. We command every spirit of delusion, every spirit that blocks the mind, any spirit that by any mechanism or means or justification blocks them from understanding their need for the gospel and to comprehend the gospel of salvation itself. We command you, go in the name of Jesus, in his beautiful, mighty, invincible name, you get out. You go and you never return. Further, we block the door, we close the door against any reinforcements or replacements or any other evil workers by any excuse or justification. No, you're not received. Get out. In Ezekiel, it says that God desires all men, all men, and this has always meant men and women, to turn from their wicked ways and make themselves right with God and truth under, truth comes from listening. Understanding comes from listening. So if they're blocked from listening, then how can that be done? So that is against God's wills. And we declare that for, for every one of my relatives, for every one of the relatives of the people listening. We ask you, Jesus, to come in agreement with us. We command every hex, vex, or curse, every snare, every evil spirit working against their reception to be gone, to be removed immediately, right this moment. Get out and don't even look back. Further, we open the door for evangelists to enter their life, that they will go to turn on the television and find evangelism, preaching the gospel of salvation. They will pick up a book. They will find a chick track on a coffee table. They will find one of those little dollars talking. They will become interested. It will come into their dreams that you need Jesus, that Jesus is the way to eternal life, the only way. We pray, O great and mighty God, for those who are caught in false or weak religion, a form of godliness that denies the power thereof, that you will rise them out closer to you, Almighty King, that you will set them free, that every chain will be broken, every chain, Almighty King, that holds our loved ones, our parents, our children, our, our uncles and aunts, our cousins, our nephews and nieces. Let them all be set free. Let every chain be broken in the name of Jesus. And we command every spirit to release them and go. And again, we open this door for the gospel to flood into their life that everywhere they turn, that it will be on their mind. Who is Jesus and why do I need Jesus? What did my mother tell me? What did my brother tell me? 
and let those seeds grow. Let them be nurtured. Please water them, Father. You are the one who does the work, Lord. The harvest and the glory is yours, Father. But let the work be done. In Jesus' invincible name, we pray and proclaim. Amen. Now, things are going to be happening in the world, but they shouldn't be, you know, Peter was preaching to his people. He said, listen, these things will not come on you unaware. Well, why not? (laughs) Why not? Because they have an active prayer life, because they are attached to a community. There's a community of people who follow Shannon Davis on Omega Man Radio. There's a community of people. And I've noticed that there's a lot of support among those people. So Peter's people, they had some support. And God doesn't give everything to one person. It's not like I can go out tomorrow or you can go out tomorrow. We can find like the guru of all Christian prophecy. (laughs) We're not going to find that. We have the scriptures and that is excellent. And I think everything we probably really need to know is in there to some degree. But there are more details because they didn't talk about Jane Doe from uh, Hoboken, New Jersey. Her instructions are not in there. Her instructions are in there in so much as they say, you must have a personal relationship with God. So Jane needs to develop that personal relationship. And one of the ways that we walk with God is that he gives us, gives us gifts of the Spirit. So we want to pray for those. O oh, great and mighty King, we pray for ourselves and our brethren in the Christian community, Lord, all of our brethren around the world in the United States, in China, and other places, that you will give us, Lord, that you will pour out, as your word says, they will dream dreams and see visions. We ask you, Lord, to send out these gifts to your people, and in particular to us who are praying now, Lord, that you will give us gifts, Lord, of dreams, of open visions, closed visions, that you will give us a word of knowledge, Lord, that you will give us discernment and wisdom, Lord, and that when we see the lies in the paper and the media, that you will tell us the truth, Father. That, it, that you will just feed it straight into our understanding, Lord, that we cannot be deceived. Because your word says that such great deception is coming. That it would deceive the elect if it were possible. And we know, Father, that it is not possible because of your spirit, because of your gifts. And we thank you, Lord, that you have this plan. And we thank you for this promise. And we ask you for it, Lord, and we thank you for it. Father, give us, Lord, the wisdom and discernment to not be deceived by any lie or any deception, no matter how grandiose, not a false messiah floating on a cloud, not an angel preaching a different gospel, not a devil disguised as an angel, Lord, that nothing would deceive us, Father. And we ask you, Lord, to enhance our discernment, Father, to know your voice and to recognize the voice of the enemy, that we will reject it thoroughly, that we will not be confounded or deceived. We thank you, Almighty King, for we know that you are a lavish giver. And we ask you, Lord, for your lavish giving. We thank you, Father. And we know, Lord, that if we ask for a fish, you will give us better than this. And we ask you, Lord, for wisdom and discernment. And we ask you, Father, for gifts of the Spirit. For we know, Father, that this will facilitate our communication with you, our relationship with you, and it is what we desire, Father, you. We desire you, almighty King, that our hearts will be like your hearts, that we will see as you see and understand as you understand, Lord. So please, O great King, 
Grant us what you know we have need of. We ask it, Father. We ask you, Almighty King, to bless us generously, to bless our brethren and our friends as well, Lord. Even our colleagues at work, Almighty King, that you will watch over them and not allow them to be deceived. We pray, Father, for our children, our parents, aunts and uncles, nieces and nephews, grandchildren, grandparents, and for a thousand generations in both directions. We pray, Almighty King, that you will watch over those who are ours. And especially, Father, for those under our authority, children, uh, mothers who no longer have husbands, we pray, O great and mighty King, that you will seal their minds against the deceptions of the enemy, that you will set them free from any unclean spirits, and that you will bless them, Father, to know you, to know your voice, to receive dreams and visions from you, encouragement as well as warnings. And we thank you, Almighty King, that ultimately, no matter what happens, that we are saved by the blood of your Son, Jesus, that you gave your Son to redeem us, Almighty King. We acknowledge the greatness of this gift, and we humbly, eternally thank you. Thank you, Almighty King, that you gave your only, your only Son. O great and mighty God, your love is so wonderful. We thank you, Father, for our trust is in you, and we know that it is well-placed. For you, Almighty King, have proven yourself faithful and true. <clears throat> now, what we're going to do is we're going to pray for needs. There may come a time when there is hardship. Um, I've, posted simple, I've posted simple testimonies about how God provided for me things. I needed uh, a desk that I could try to do some uh, online work. And God told me, like, hey, go to this particular place. And the place I thought I was going was closed. The place across the street had the doors open. I walked in. They said, no, no, we're going out of business. I said, oh, I'm sorry. So I, I left. But when I got to the corner, Holy Spirit said, go back. He said, if they're going out of business, doesn't that mean they have an office desk they no longer need? So I walked back. And right as I arrived, they're loading that desk onto the trailer. Like the first thing they took out of the building was the desk that they sold to me. It's sitting. I'm looking at it right now, sitting right over there. Not only did they sell it to me for dirt cheap, they sold me a, a, a filing cabin for dirt cheap, which I also needed. I didn't even think of. See, God provides better than you ask. If you ask a fish, what will he give you, right? And then they said, well, we noticed you're walking. Why don't we just drive it to your house for you? I said, yeah, I'm not too far away, right down there. And they drove it to my house, helped me carry it up the stairs, everything. So God has a plan for you. So there's no need to fear. All of these messages are to remind you that God is in charge. He knows what's happening. It's not going to come as a surprise. But you need that personal relationship. You must go to the king. Now, we're going to pray for needs. Holy Father, we have needs in this world. We need for food. Uh, needs for a room and board. Uh, Safety, health, sometimes uh, good food, food for medication, uh, fellowship, absolutely, love, hugs. Father, we have needs in this world, and we ask you, Father, that you will always provide them. That no matter what happens, Lord, that we will have food to eat and a place to sleep in safety. And we ask you, Father, that we will always have good, solid brethren to fellowship with and to pray with 
and to praise with, no matter what happens in this world, and that you will give us good and trustworthy friends, Lord, in whom we can work together and praise together and spend time together, Lord, in joy and in happiness. Well, great and mighty King, if there's anyone listening, Father, who needs money for rent or for food, we pray, Father, that you will open a door and pour it into their life. If there is someone who needs a new car or repairs to something mechanical, we pray, Father, that somehow that will happen for them. We pray, O great and mighty King, that if there is anyone who needs healing, we ask you, Father, to extend your hand of peace and healing over their life. And in the name of Jesus, we command every spirit of sickness, every spirit of tooth decay, get out. And we command that process to reverse. Let the teeth remineralize. Let uh, deep cuts be healed even without a scar. We pray, O great and mighty King, that even if people have existing scars from a decade ago, Lord, or longer, that those scars will even diminish, Lord, that you will show them your power to heal all things. For those, Lord, who have been emotionally injured, Lord, divorced, rejected, physically, verbally abused, we pray, O great and mighty King, that you will heal them. And most of all, Lord, that you will do this with your love, with your presence, Father, that you will heal us, Lord, each and every one of us, Almighty King. And we pray, Father, that you will strengthen us, Lord. Give us the confidence and the boldness, Almighty King, for we know, Lord, that the victory is yours, absolutely, with security, with a guarantee, with all confidence, Almighty King. You have already overcome the world. And if there is any need, Father, that we didn't think of, that we don't even know about, that we're going to need in the next month or years, we ask you, Father, to provide it. We know that you do, Lord, that you have a plan, but we know that you also love it when we ask. And so we ask you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for all the many things you have done in our life, healing of broken bones and broken hearts and re restored relationships, Lord. We thank you, Father, for all those things. We thank you, Lord, for so many needs, countless needs that have been met in our lives that you have interceded for us, Lord, when we didn't even know. We thank you, Lord, and we ask you to continue to do this for us, no matter what the situation in the world. And we praise your name with open hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah and amen. All right, Shannon. Amen. That is the end of this. Great message. What shall we title this for the archive? Uh, China, and then Russia, but God is in charge. But God is in charge. Excellent. Yes, he is. And um, I don't have long for my comment, but let me just tack this on. I agree wholeheartedly with you regarding the food supply also, because, uh, you know, in America, unless you have a farm, and I didn't know anybody had a farm when I lived in the cities, and I didn't know anybody had a a garden for the most part because of code enforcement my goodness they would find me if I left my garbage can out too long put pine straw insufficiently around the trees or parked a, a car in my backyard on a quarter acre lot that I was renting had plenty of room but I got hassled all the time put a garden there heck no most places wouldn't allow it even if you had the space now that being said where you buy your food Publix I don't know what they still have now. Safeway, 
used to have Kroger's, things like that. Everybody goes there. Walmart, Costco. Mm-hmm. Okay, so imagine yep. those get shut down. It's not like you can go up to the 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 corner and get food or on the side of the road that often. You know, most of these cities have codes. They don't allow it. You know, withstanding you live in the deep south, something like that. But I'm just saying, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to go go shoot a deer. Yeah, right. You and a million other people. Come on. Uh, you're basically living in a desert in the city, controlled, and that's known by the elite, and that's what they're doing. And they have uh, undertaken efforts like Bill Gates and his group to buy up uh, farmland. They're going after water aquifers where they can get it. Not even in, not only in the states but worldwide. Bush family own a huge uh, aqua aquifer in the Guarani area. It's Paraguay or Uruguay, I forget. But my point being is, you're in some serious trouble. I was thinking the other day. You know, I'm blessed to be in Bali where there are grocery stores, but most people buy stuff at, at corner stalls. Uh, it's ubiquitous. But I was thinking, uh, what about what about Panama, where I live? What about Malaysia? What about Singapore? They don't have that stuff by and large. Not in the main cities, at least. Uh, some of the... Costa Rica. Oh, it's horrible. And I can I can see where they're going to shut these places down or ban you if you're not willing to come in, masked up or vaccinated, and you got to scan that QR code. A lot of these are going to go cashless. They're going to try to starve people out. So where you can, if you're in one of these locales like i say who does not have corner markets and you know farmers markets yeah they they had them in georgia all the way down south atlanta once a week or once a week in costa rica they'll probably stop those too you're going to have to put back some food and we've been wanting for several years now and it was only a few months ago that there was a run on rice rice went up i heard double or triple in america i saw the footage of people jumping over themselves to try to load up while they could still get it over at Costco. Get these staple items. You're going to need to prepare them for long-term storage or the weevils will start hatching. And uh, get some basics. Otherwise, you may end up in a FEMA food line going into the Superdome one way in and many people got in there and got raped up in there um, because they had nowhere else to go. Rice, beans, tuna. Tuna lasts for years. We're still eating tuna and or giving it to the dog. He loves it. That I put back three years ago during the uh, scamdemic. And, um, I mean, I had I had tuna uh, 10 years in one storage unit, over 1,000 cans. I've said enough. Uh, you uh, Buy the cheap stuff. You don't need to get uh, albacore tuna. Just get it packed in water, olive oil. Goes a long way. Some families live on one egg in Asia. One egg, that's their protein source. And you'll be thankful later. Do what you can and having done all you stand. And uh, you can only do so much. We're going to have to believe in God and God will help those who help themselves. But if we don't do anything, then really you don't have faith. Or you just don't believe the warning that hard times are coming. Or maybe you have more faith than me yeah. that you believe God's going to give you a manna drop. He might. I hope you. I hope you have enough faith that he's going to drop the manna. He told Joseph to store corn for seven years. Or was it wheat? Corn or wheat? Yep. Noah to build an ark. Maybe he's told you to do something. Do what you can. 
One can at a time, one bag at a time. My time's up. God bless you, Robert. We'll see you next time. All right, Shannon. Yep. Have a good day. Bye. Great work. Okay, folks. And I'm not trying to put fear in anybody. I'm just trying to tell you there is a concerted effort to steal your food and your ability to eat to force you into the mark of the beast system. Do what you can. Okay, we are going to um, get our next guest on. Let me say this. We'll be right back. 